Welcome to the We're Better Together podcast. I'm Ian Stevenson. And I'm Katen Garcia. On this show, we talk to real people, have honest conversations, and hear profound stories where unity is emerging. As you listen, our desire is to equip and encourage you to catalyze unity in your community, church, business, team, family, or marriage. We are so glad to be on this journey with you as we discover how we can work better together. Let's jump into our content. So we are here at Emily Brimlow's home studio. There's a bunch of guitars on the wall, beautiful plants, local art from a friend. (laughs) Um, And actually, Emily's sitting on the floor to the left of me, and Ian is to the right of me, and we get to introduce this incredible musician who some of you may know like i said her name is emily brimlow she is a multi-genre artist um kind of leans heavy on the folk side but has some kind of eclectic um inspiration as well mm. and we that's get good. to yeah do you like that description <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. okay you can use that yeah. um yeah we get to talk to her about well spoken yes um we got a lot of practice every week we we do these or every month we do these podcasts but we get to just share a little bit about how Emily has grown in working better together through her journey of music and has discovered like the freedom of collaboration and um, working with producers, musicians, um, even friends, family, and we'll just get into all that stuff. And then she's going to share a little bit about her songwriting as well. So let's jump into it. Yeah, Emily, you actually wrote a song called Bridges. Is that right? That's mm-hmm. like a lot to do with building bridges and working mm-hmm. better together, right? Mm-hmm. But before we get into some of that a little more, just tell us your story. Tell us a little bit about yeah. who you are and what you do and why you do it and all that stuff. Thanks for the intro. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my name's Emily Brimlow. I'm from Canada, originally Vancouver area, and I grew up playing music with my family, my whole my whole dad's side of the family, like hippies by the fire every Christmas, every summer. <laughs> we would like play till four in the morning, and I learned how to harmonize from my aunt. Um, she would like whisper harmonies to me, uh-huh. and so to, for me, like I. I in my musical journey that that was like the core foundation of just like family and can i interrupt you that. there just for one second yeah so would you, would you say like doing that together as a family that that was something that helped you be more united as a family uh, that was like the main music? thing that yeah. united us really <laughs> yeah. that's cool like so you it had like, this it was music it was like when things ain't go we just bust out the guitars and it was like that was our core connection for sure so all of our listeners who are trying to fight for some unity in your family, like start doing music together or <laughs> yeah. the principle yeah, would be actually, start doing yeah. something together, like yeah. find something yeah. that you all can do together. But yours was yeah. music. That's, yeah. that's a really cool learning right there. Yeah. I think there's something about that we had in the summertime, we had like the fire going, but there is something symbolic about like the sitting in a circle. Everyone's really present. Everyone's looking at each other, yeah. whether you're playing charades or playing music, everyone's there together and present, and yeah, definitely, definitely. That's awesome. That's Good old cool. Fireside time. Nice. So <laughs> now, now I understand you live in a house with like seven people. Yeah. So my question is, do you create circles here? Do you yeah. get you, your housemates are all together? Yeah. Like, do you walk that out in the context of? 
where you live. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you saw the fire that we have right there. The fireplace? Yeah, we have like a cool yeah. little fireplace there. Every, we have, we've been so busy because we are, one of our, two of our roommates just got married uh, last week. But usually consistently once a week we try to meet, have the fire, no electronics, um, talk about how everyone's doing, like equalize with each other and encourage each other and yeah. That's well, so cool. I would imagine like doing that intentionally, even once a week, it's helped you have a more united household than like a 100%. household that doesn't do anything, right? Yeah, 100%. So a bunch of our listeners, I'll, I'll guarantee you, live in a household where they don't do much intentionally to try to create unity. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to know even like where to start, like with roommates and everything, because with blood family, like... You can like yell at each other, and then you know it's fine. Yeah. Like ah, whatever. Like you can be, you know, you can be a little bit more unhinged. But with roommates and living in community this way, you gotta find a way to equalize with each other, and so everyone can have the honest conversations. Mm. And that I find, I think those are like that's the reason why we have those nights and like try to all gauge how we're doing because having the honest conversations is really hard if you don't know when to do it mm. but if you give a space for it then people are like all right well i might offend you but this is just how i'm feeling but at yeah. least we all know oh this spa- this is the space where we can do that yeah you know that's like, what it's have a hard for. conversation yeah that's really awesome i love that intentionality yeah. as well yeah. Hey, it doesn't. It's not always perfect. That's for sure. <laughs> but at least we try. We try. So I'm sorry we interrupted you, like with your story. So you you started this with your family, but like, what do you do now, and why do you do it? Um. Yeah. So that was like the, I'd say the core inspiration for me. My dad playing music. Um. He was like in a rock band in the '80s and everything, and he. Um, encouraged me to play the guitar. I, I started playing when I was in grade seven, I think. And then in high school, just like for some reason, the guitar came really easy to me because my dad's a drummer and I think I just like picked up the rhythm. And so I picked up the guitar pretty fast. And then in high school, I entered a talent show and I won the talent show. And I just like shocked my own self because I won <laughs> it with an original song. Too. Wow. And I was like, what? Like, people actually like this? Oh, my gosh. And then that led me down the road of, like, pursuing it. Like, late, I think it was, like, five years later, I actually took it more seriously. I had some core people in my life be like, Emily, if you're not if you're not going to do music, you're being selfish. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is what you're meant to do. You, you got to keep going. And I was, So I've had, like, some core people speak into my life and remind me that that is... This is something that I, I know that I'm meant to do. It comes really natural to me. And uh, that leads me to now, I guess. I'm still going, still trekking through. So what have been some of the, the things you've learned along the way, like with working well with people? Because I know you mentioned you had your family with you um, along the way. And then I know yeah. that probably at some point you had to collaborate with other musicians. And you actually mm-hmm. just recently released an album or is it? Is it coming or? Yeah, just released it. Yeah. Yeah. So you recently released an album, and uh, your friend Zach Winters produced that. So yeah. what was that like? What What are some things that you've learned along the way? I only recently started doing collaborative, like songwriting sessions and all that. Um, the year, um, the twenty twenty was when the lockdown happened officially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, and everyone started doing it on, on Zoom and stuff. Um, 
everything kind of took to Zoom. But I then started collaborating just to, like, see other musicians and, like, chat with other people, too. I, I was, like, so desperate to collaborate with people. And that's when I started uh, doing Zoom rights. And that and, like, my starting a band and everything, I didn't, I didn't really play in a band until... 2019 I started really doing that I'm trying to think of the question that you asked but I had a point oh, of saying okay. this um with the I'd say like the biggest lesson I've learned with writing with other people and collaborating with other people is just staying humble in the creation of making music specifically staying humble and having an open heart to hear other people's ideas I think a lot of people come into songwriting sessions, w uh, especially if they haven't done many, and they come in with a lot of uh, creative pride. Mm -hmm. And I've been I've been in that situation too, where you think you have a really good idea and you just aren't willing to budge, and you're like, "This is my idea for the song," and and then another person gives an idea, and you're like, "No, it's gotta be mine." <laughs> but I think the more that I did, the more songwriting sessions I've done. Um, the more I realized that you're really not there to serve yourself, you're there to serve the song. And when you have like a bigger out, a bigger uh, vision other than serving yourself, mm -hmm. th it naturally creates unity yeah. and it naturally creates people coming together because you're literally just trying to serve the song. And that's something that I've like carried with me in every songwriting session moving forward even if i come in with the idea and i'm like this is my idea and you feel so attached to it mm -hmm. i just try to continue to have an open heart and stay humble because it's it is maybe my idea i birthed some of it but to really serve the song you have to dive into that like creative unity mm -hmm. or it's just gonna be a mess because sometimes it, 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 it sometimes mm -hmm. the pride of creative people it's just it can just be so scratchy and it can be really unpleasant to create with people. But I found that through just serving the song and like continuing to have that mindset, I really enjoy it more because then I'm actually making friends too. That's you know, cool. It's so going into it with that mindset. Super interesting, you know, how humility comes up in these interviews. You know, last year we, we interviewed the starting linebacker for the the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, Drew Tranquil. And we asked him, like, what is the most important part of the team experiencing unity? And he said, humility. Mm. Same thing. Mm. But, like, so that's true in the creative world of music writing. It's true in the locker room of sports. Mm -hmm. Like, humility is so important mm -hmm. to unity. So it's so cool to hear you say that. Mm. That's really cool, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it can be applied in so many areas too, like in re any relationship. Just like, yeah. but I've been learning that too, like because I've been married for six years now, and it was like really easy in the beginning, and then the last couple of years, just you know, like we get we got this house together and everything, and like being like the house parents or whatever, just <laughs> so much comes up, and um, and I've I've learned too, like how bratty I can be and how um prideful I can be but I think as long as you as long as you can come back to a place of hey you're just a human and your pride and your mistakes are 
not your identity, but it's okay. Like yeah. you're a bratty, you're a bratty. It's okay. Yeah. But that's not who you are. And that's, that's helped me so much. I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like being so selfish, that's awesome. but it's not who I am. Yeah. As you were talking, like how like humility and then also like valuing yourself and seeing yourself the right way are both elements that are like so opposite, but also work perfectly together. Like you were mm. saying, like, probably like your husband or people are encouraging you like, yes, this might be the case in these situations, but you have so much value even beyond like your mistakes too. Mm. And I would even say like, I'm sure that applies in music as well. Like, yes, obviously you're not going to get like everything that you want your way and you might even make mistakes and even cause um, maybe like um walls to be built or things like that and ultimately like those are really hard but at the end of the day like when you have people around you that you trust and you're humble like Mm. those things don't define you and Mm. even like with music like when I've like seen a lot of like bands break up because of like people not showing each other like their worth and then just like breaking down because of it like lack of humility and then also like lack of self self self-worth and then not being able to like come together after that yeah yeah there's so many bands that break up like why do you think they break up so is it mostly pride or is i would say i I would say like pride such a generic thing but like it's got to be the core reason for like so much conflict in many ways but like i think um i think fame when thing when you start to get like it your head, everything kind of like builds up, and you're like, "Whoa, I'm pretty awesome. Everyone loves me, and all mm-hmm. that." I think you could just really get to your head, and before you know it, you're walking around like thinking that you own the place. I think that happens like with yeah. a lot of people, like in the in the creative world, when you're the face of something, and you, there's a crowd, and you have quote unquote fans, whatever that even means. You know, it can like totally destroy a person and like i think it just time and time again really does it's just like the pattern of fame and fortune destroying people is so inevitable like it's just if you don't if you aren't uh aware of that mm-hmm. i think that's what it just gets so rocky mm-hmm. you know that's what i mean good. like yeah. if you get fa- a lot of people get famous and they don't really they weren't necessarily trying to get famous, or they were, but then fame comes, like, quick, and then it can just, like, corrupt. And they weren't you know? aware of what to do to combat <clears throat> it. What do you feel like you've done, or even, like, you've been thinking about as you continue to, like, grow with your audience um, to kind of combat that and be more aware of it? You know, when I first put music out, I got um playlisted on Spotify, and I got, like, so many views and like really fast and i got um messages from like huge record labels and everything and it hit me like really fast and i don't think this happens for a lot of people but um nathan was actually my manager (laughs) he was like that's your husband right? yeah yeah he was manager second after we like he was like we got married and he's like i really want to help you with music like what can i do and so he like took the place as my as my manager and um i didn't even realize it but over just even the slightest bit of recognition that i got like slowly i think it like did something to me Mm. you know like 
like whoa like everyone around you after a show is your is a yes person everyone's a yes person everyone's like you're amazing and then no one critiques you and no one's actually there to tell you the hard stuff and i think if i didn't have nathan or people to ground me like people that to actually tell me the honest truth like hey you're being like really rude hey uh you're being selfish like you know what i mean like if i didn't have those type of people i think i would do exactly what a lot of other people do when they get quote-unquote a little bit of fame they Mm -hmm. get really heady and they think they're the best so i think having just real people around you to like smarten you up and be like that's i don't want like i don't want only yes people around me and all the you know what i mean when i say yes people right Yeah. Yeah. yeah i know people that only surround themselves with yes people with people that will please them exactly. and their needs, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's so sad. That's it's not so unity, sad. is it, really? Yeah, it's, it's unity it's towards yes them, people. I guess. They're yeah. the top of the... Towards what you want. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but not towards, like, like what you mentioned earlier, like the greater vision. Like right. when you mentioned, like, serving the song, instead of, like, serving yourself, like, it would be about serving mm-hmm. the community or the people around you. 100%, yeah. And even as a band playing together and... Um, having a greater vision for myself of like, hey, I'm like, I don't, I'm not trying to just play shows so people will like sing along to my songs and call me the best by any means. I'm really trying to, the greater vision for me with music is that it does bring people together and that it does, the coolest thing about playing shows for me is like seeing everyone is there for the purpose of music and everyone is like united within that creative space and it's just so beautiful like that's so cool soccer mm. games anything anything where people come together with that spirit of unity and if i can help create that in any means i'm like that's heat that's the medicine right there that's so healing you know that's so cool i was going to ask you about that cuz you have a really really incredible platform like for bringing unity and even like to use like um like pseudo musical term like bringing harmony in spaces Mm. um and i wanted to ask you like what are the ways that you've used your platform of music to bring unity or even just to like bring people together or even like to speak into areas because i know that you're really passionate about people you know coming together so Mm. what are ways that you've done that it doesn't have to be specifically like music and songwriting but even just like the way you've lived your life how have you chosen to do that Mm. um i'm not like the best at like social medias and all that and like using my platform like the best i like kind of just goof around on there a lot (laughs) but but i i think i'm it's it's been such a gift to have people um that want to come out to any like shows or anything that i um like promote and um i've actually been recently wanting to start and i have done a bunch of these but um i'm gonna start doing them more frequently is sound baths and like creating a space for people to just sit in music and sound and like i i've done a couple in the living room where people just lay down and i have a that's a singing bowl right there and i just like (laughs) i just like um i play it and then i just sing over people and i just sing life over them and peace and healing over them and um i don't know if that completely answered your question but that is where 
that's where I'm going with um, bringing people together and like the healing aspect of music and like how I can actually use the gift that God given gift that I got to actually bring healing and not just have a show where people are like jumping around like whoa I really want to use it for uh, healing purposes if that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah That's awesome um, can you also tell us a little bit more about um, your process in making the most recent album that you did with yeah. your producer? Yeah. Um, yeah, Zach Winters, shout out to you. Um, that was a two-month process of me and Zach in... Why am I blanking where he lives? Not Nebraska. It was a flyover state. Idaho, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oklahoma? <laughs> Such a random state. <laughs> yeah, it was Oklahoma in January. And um, he, he had a friend there with a really, like, a 100-year-old house. And we made a makeshift studio in this beautiful old house. And um, it was literally just me and him the whole time making music. But the cool thing is, like, Zach's, like, an actual brother to me. Like, like he just, like, is a soul fam human. Like, we just... It, uh, making music with him is so easy and I think that's what made the record so fun it was very effortless and he's a creative genius as well so for me I kind of took a backseat in many ways and let his idea like I was like what do you think because I completely trust what his creative opinion is which is not the case in a lot of other circumstances with other producers or whatever mm-hmm. But I, that's why I chose Zach, because I was like, I just want to make a record with you, because it'll be so easy, and it'll be so fun. And, yeah, we worked, like, day and night every day, and only took, like, a couple of days off that whole two months, and it was, wow. yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So, kind of to um, take little pieces of what you were saying, like, trust is such an important thing with collaborating with someone, like, especially mm-hmm. for musicians. Um, yeah. Do you feel like there were any challenges in that in like working together or anything that like maybe not relational challenges but everything anything that you like had to give up musically or things that you like started to learn along the way as well um not really with zach (laughs) it was so easy (laughs) but um i've had that with like ton of other people i've worked with um actually when i first put music out um, I put out the song Hope and Calling Me Home, and they both did really well. They're still, like, my top listen to songs. And I actually compromised musically a lot um, because I did trust their opinion, the producer's opinion. And looking back, like, they did have... Um, they did have a really, like, strong creative idea to make... Because when I originally wrote Hope, it was, like, really acoustic... And it was actually like acoustic reggae song, kind of like more like Jack Johnson-y. Mm-hmm. And then we recorded the whole thing. And then the next day they're like, hey, we want to take this song to the next level. Let's <laughs> like, let's change the chorus. Let's do it. Like, let's switch it all up. And that's how Hope was birthed. And I feel like that's a good example of an area where I like fully trusted them and let go. And I was like, all right, like. I'm not really comfortable with this because I literally wrote it so many years ago and it's very like acoustic, it's very relaxed. And then it became this like the chorus, which I can, can't even sing anymore because it's when I sang that chorus, it was actually accidental. And I was like, my, and my voice cracked. My, hoo, 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 <laughs> that part. 
<laughs> I don't know if you heard that song, but that part is a voice crack. <laughs> I can never redo that ever again. That's but, hilarious. But um, all that to say, I definitely trusted them, and like blind, like it was like a blind faith type thing. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, like I don't even know if I would listen to this, and then it did do really well, and so hmm. yeah. I think there's moments where it might be, I think it goes back to serving the song and staying humble and, and like, yeah, having a greater vision. And sometimes, though, I think being humble could also mean uh, speaking up and, and saying no and, 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 like, sticking with your idea. I think it just depends, and you got to listen to your heart in that moment, too, you know, like hey, I actually don't like this creative idea and, like, actually fighting fighting for the greater vision of the song as well, you know, instead of just compromising. I think, because I wouldn't want people to hear what I'm saying and be like, oh, just get, just give it up, your creativity, and just mm-hmm. let everyone else around that you share their opinions or whatever. Because um, it, it is, I think, when there's a greater vision... Humility is sometimes looks like standing up and fighting for that, if yeah, that makes sense. that's a good point. So one of the songs you wrote was this song, Bridges. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned it earlier. Tell us a little bit about what led you to that song and what, what the whole point of that song was, because it's got a clear message. Yeah, um, that was the summer of the uh, lockdown. I think it was, or maybe it was the second summer. It was like when everything was really locked down, and um, and I, me and Nathan actually moved to Oregon for that whole entire year, and we lived on his sister's property. He had she had a farm out there, and um, I think it was like around the time where there was, and this is just c- continuously going on, but there's just so much online arguments and mm-hmm. all that, and but it was like. I felt like particularly it was like at the peak of that. It was when um, I forget exactly what was happening, but politically and everything. And I don't know anything about politics, so I won't even pretend to know anything about that. But there was just a lot. I, I remember a lot of my friends were arguing online and I had friends on every side and had friends mm-hmm. sharing every type of opinion Mm -hmm. and family members strongly on one side and then family Mm -hmm. members strong on another side. I think everyone experienced that at some level. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like it was ugly. Yeah. And it, it can just be really overwhelming. Try like, cause I'm empath too. So like I never, I like my opinion on things that I form usually changes, but like, it's it's sad and it's hard to listen to people with such strong opinions that it's like they're just so feisty and it's just not it's not uh serving unity it's serving uh like a lot of disunity and like it's polarizing yeah it actually just like doesn't solve the problem yeah it just kind of like like adds fire to the fire yeah so that's what inspired you to write that song was yeah all those feelings and yeah just like uh uh Finding, like, a common enemy, yeah. I guess, which I, I think, like, one of the greatest enemies of humanity is disunity and believing that we're separate from one another. Yeah. And um, despite how crazy 
everyone can be. I think that song was definitely birthed from a place of like, uh, it was very like hopeful, wishful, like, ah, uh, like, mm. can we all just, can we just like Build look each other in the eyes yeah. and like, you know, like yep. have the conversation. And especially, I think I, I kept thinking like, so many people be having conversations online, but if they were face to face and they were having that actual human human eye contact conversation and they were just expressing where they came from and shared their story, like I don't think that we would have such explosions. Right. Um, right. So, so yeah, that's that's, well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Could you share a little bit of the lyrics of Bridges for yeah. those of you who don't yeah. know it? My good friend DJ wrote the third verse in the in the song, and it says, When the river that divides us starts to rush with hate, before we close our ears to the pain that we hear from the other side of the bank, could we sh- choose to show compassion to heed our neighbor's cry? And then it goes, I want to see some bridges. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And then the first verse... Um, Oh yeah, my favorite line that I wrote in it was it's it's easy to build a wall that separates us all. Finally have some time for peace and quiet. Harder to build a bridge, unite our differences, speak our mind but still have time to listen. That's so good. Listening is so key, right? Yeah. So so many times we want to talk. Yep. We want to talk. Get me on this podcast. And then we want to <laughs> I, I you, when you were talking earlier about the humility and pride thing you know I, I was thinking that we have to i heard a quote i can't remember who it was from but he it was that you know we have to take all the praise and not let it go to our head mm-hmm. and all the criticism and not let it go to our heart oh that's good yeah and i think so many times when we let the praise go to our head it blows things apart when we let the criticism go to our heart it blows things apart mm-hmm. right but to create a safe place where we can just listen mm-hmm. and take it in and not let it, yeah, you know. They did a study. I, they as in I don't know who they are. <laughs> they, <laughs> but I heard the that people. I, the same I, guy that gave the quote I just gave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I heard this uh, study that someone did, and they gathered everyone at a party, and they told this one guy, they're like, We don't want you to talk to any... Oh, sorry. We don't want you to talk about yourself at all. All we want you to do is ask questions, but do not say anything about yourself and only listen. And then they interviewed everyone at the end of the party, and they're like, who's your favorite guy? Like, who is your favorite person? And they're like, this guy. (laughs) (laughs) This guy who didn't say one word about himself and literally just asked questions and listened to everyone. Was everyone's favorite dude at the party. That's funny. That, like, kind of speaks a little bit to how much people love, like, talking about themselves. (laughs) But also, in a real sense, like, how deeply people need to be heard and listened to. Yeah. And, like, have space, like, what the song says, to just, like, be like putting our own things away and just like listen to people because yeah. people are so like hungry for it. 100%, yeah. So That's why there's paid therapists, I guess. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> so Emily, we've we've talked a lot about you and the music you've done and some of the lessons you've learned in it, but I'm wondering if there's some other like principles as you've been working in this world of music, having a band, writing songs, 
you know, producing an album, like all the, all that in the music world with all you've experienced, what are some principles that you would say you've learned in that world that carry over to other worlds like marriage or family or business or Mm -hmm. even a church or a community that's trying to work together? Are there some principles, things you've seen in the process of that, that that you think would be a carryover? That's a good question. It's a hard one to answer. It's a big question. Wait, do you have an uh, one uh, answer to like an example one? Well, you know, I, I mean, I think just even about the simple part of of pulling a band together, right? Mm. You know, the band's got to be in sync. They got to be clearly focused on what the the song is and what it's mm-hmm. trying to convey, and and there's got to be a focus on that, like you were mm-hmm. saying. So I think that's a principle. Mm-hmm. You know, of that focus on the the bigger vision you mm-hmm. mentioned, that carries over to every area. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna have unity, you got to know what the focus is. Yeah, um, I would I would say probably like what I said earlier about uh, serving the song. I think in that can correlate to many other circumstances in life where, um. You're in a fight with your spouse and you badly want to blame them for so many things. But um, serving the relationship and or serving the marriage, serving the friendship over serving your own pride and your own hurt, mm-hmm. probably. So yeah. yeah. Um, and then and then alongside that, like being humble enough to uh, to accept defeat and accept your failures but not make them your identity and that's like helped me along the the lines of forming a band screwing up on stage writing a song uh, working in production like there's many times where you're going to fail and you're going to screw up but literally i just now i see failures as like going to the gym Mm -hmm. like you're going to go to the gym, you're going to fail, and you're going to, like, strain your muscles, and then you're going to get stronger. And so now I, I like to approach, like, life, like, if you ain't failing every day, yeah. you know, like, you're being yeah. complacent in, in, a, in a way, so. That's true. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, it's like the, the theme that I'm hearing even from this whole interview, and it's like, it's cool to be with you, you know, someone who's had some success in their music and is is growing and developing in it. It's like the whole thing I'm hearing is like, don't take yourself so seriously. Like, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's your marriage, your family, whatever, if you if you take yourself too seriously, you're gonna it's gonna be divisive. But if you can yeah. get a hold of what that bigger piece is mm-hmm. and focus on that together, then you got a chance for unity. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I love that. So good. Yeah, having us <clears throat> having the greater vision too is like coming coming back to like the why, like why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. and <clears throat> just like reminding yourself that every day because that's even what keeps you in it when you know the why. Yeah, it's like that helps you persevere and stay uh-huh. at it, so you stay united. Yeah, right? yeah. It took me so long to figure out the why. The why. Oh. That just wrecks me. And I feel like the why is ever changing too. The more, you know, your vision gets clearer as you get older and yeah. like the path gets narrow and everything, you know, becomes clearer. But 
sometimes you just have this inkling or this feeling of like, I want to do this in my life or I really feel passionate about this. And the why doesn't really come until you start getting the wheels turning. Yeah. Too, and then you're like, oh, it's like yeah. it took me so long to realize that music for me and the reason that I love it's so like love sharing it with people so much is because of it's healing because of the healing aspect of music. That's and your why. Yeah. The mm. healing aspect and the connection of people. And it's so simple, but it took me so long. <laughs> I was like, why do I like this so much? Why does it feel so good? That's super yeah. cool. Like, I don't know many musicians that have that as their why. Like mm. that, that is, that's a great example of mm. something bigger than the song. Like, how is this song going to bring some healing? How is this song going to help touch? You know, like mm -hmm. that, that is, that is really cool. And like, I think a lot of marriages, they don't have a why, you know, here, Kate, Kate's getting ready to get married in a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your why? And, uh, we, yeah. we had, you know, we've been talking and I had him write down, what's your why? Like, yeah. what, what are you guys going to be about? So it's so important to get the why and, and even a why for a family. A why yeah. for a church, a why for a community. Mm -hmm. Why are we why are we working together? Totally. Beyond just the task of yeah. the song or yeah. you know, like why are we doing this? Yeah. So good. Because a man without a vision shall perish. That's right. right. Is that correct? Without <laughs> vision, the people perish. Yeah. yeah. Well, Emily, thank you so much for jumping on and being a part of this. Of this was yeah. one of the I think one of my favorites so far. I knew it would be your favorite because yeah. you're a music guy <laughs> I yourself, just love music right? And so creativity. Yeah. That and speaks. you play music too. I've yes, heard I your do, stuff. Yeah. It's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, we're going to close, but I would just like to encourage all of you to check out Emily's music, especially that song Bridges. Hopefully, yeah. we can get that one to the top, <laughs> yeah. top yeah. of the listens because people do need to. I don't want to be cheesy or cliche, but people do need to really build bridges. Yep. Um, that's what we're all about. So, it's an honor to have um, Emily on this podcast with us. And we'd love to invite you guys to tune in uh, for a few more. But before that. Yeah. How can people find you, Emily? Is there a you, you website can... or Spotify where they. Yeah, just my name, Emily Brimlow. Look it up on YouTube. Spell Brimlow for <laughs> Um, B-R-I-M-L-O-W and then Emily, E-M-I-L-Y, your classic. Find Emily on <laughs> Spotify or Apple Music yeah, or wherever. Yeah, yeah. Everything out there. Check her out. Encourage her. Tell her you enjoyed hearing her heart, you know, on our podcast. And we want to invite you to be a part of this community, like, and help us continue to stimulate people who are willing to fight for unity whether it's their marriage, their family, whatever, let's all keep fighting together. And uh, we also want to invite you into the family too. Like if you'd like to help kind of advance this mission and this purpose, you can even give and be part of our community as we're trying to expand this um, fight for unity into our cities. Yep. And if you'd like to reach out to Ian or I to talk about the podcast, give us some feedback or even give us suggestions on guests, you can find us at Kayton, K-A-Y-T-O-N, at wearetrellis.com or Ian at wearetrellis.com. <laughs> and if you'd like, we also have a puppy here, for those of you who didn't know that, um, joining us on the podcast. Um, he just did a little groan. But um, back to the trellis thing, we also have wearetrellis.com where you can find the podcast. We're actually going to start posting podcast notes as well. 
if you'd like to just refer to the notes and maybe like here's some key quotes or things like that you can always find them there there's a podcast page and that's where you'll also click give or donate where you can join our better together family so we'd love to meet up with you guys again next month on the second when uh, second monday of the month and we hope that you enjoyed this podcast